What's up, everybody? Welcome into a terrible football show, episode one. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, you're having an incredible day. Whatever day you're listening to this podcast on the multiple platforms that we are currently on, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. We are here, episode one, season one, episode one of this terrible-ass show. We are here. It's time. And with this show being here, that only means one thing. And that one thing is football is back. Let's go. We are here. We have made it. It is time. Let's get hyped. Let's have a good season. Unless you're a Packers fan, I hope the Packers stink. I know you won't, but it is what it is. But let's have a great-ass season, ladies and gentlemen. Joining with me here on this terrible-ass show that's going to be uploaded every single week on Thursdays at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, I got my boy, Mr. Tyler Honeysuckle. Tyler, how you feeling today, man? Football is here. It is time. How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling amazing. Football is the best time of the year. Now we just need that weather to calm down and not be 120 outside. Yo, you shit, dude. You right. I work outside. I feel you. <laughs> we need to get that weather under control where we can wake up and really smell the football in the air with the nice fall weather. That's what we need. That's what we got to get to. But, man, you're right. It is time brother it is a good time to be a fan of this game we are back once again your, your Penn State nit, Nittany lines are starting off strong we got the NFL kicking off Thursday you know the ninth the launch of this show man it's we're here we made it it's been a long it's been a long road but hey we made it though we made it um, so let's talk about this show real briefly here. Like I said, we're going to be available on pretty much every single platform. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we will be there. So make sure to give us a follow no matter where you are. This will also be uploaded on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Make sure to give a subscribe to the channel. This is an audio only podcast, though, no video. But hey, we're still going to be launching up over there on YouTube. So you can turn it on, kick back, do some work, and listen to us dumbasses talk about the game that we love. Uh, like I said, Thursdays, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, every single week. Make sure to keep mark your calendar for that. For this show, we're going to be talking about all the latest news, some general talking points that we think of, giving you NFL predictions every single week. Me and Tyler are going to go to head-to-head all season long to see who can take home the crown for calling these games. We also have our own fantasy league that's going to be going alongside this show. You can go check out that in, in the description below to see how everyone in our league is doing. Uh, yo, week one, man, me and you, we're going head-to-head. Week one, right off the bat, right off the get-go, me and Tyler are going at it. Tyler, how are you feeling going into that first matchup? Man, I feel like Dookie. I think he's going to blow me <laughs> up by like, by like 35 points. He's being modest. He's trying to make me feel better. <laughs> it's reverse Man. psychology. Don't listen to this guy. <laughs> I ain't got no quarterback. I got Jalen Hurt. Hey. My team is just hurting right now. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 listen, 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 listen. Jalen could be a top five fantasy quarterback by the time this season's done. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, I, I'm, rocking my, I'm rocking with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he, he helped lead me to a championship last year. I'm a Bears fan, yeah, but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do when money's involved. You know, you got to go for the win, and I'm going for the win. Uh, I got Aaron Rodgers on my squad. You know, got Alvin Kamara. That's always a good one there. You know, I, I, I've got I've got a pretty you know decent little squad. DK Metcalf up there. Amari Cooper. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, going into Week One versus Mister uh, Tyler Honeysuckle here. Uh, but first and foremost, guys, if you could go follow us on Twitter at terrible, terrible FB Show. Hey, shout out! You know, we had a former All Pro. Uh, football player gave us a follow. Shout out to that, man. Shout out to that. A former Buffalo Bill, in fact. I'm sure that got you pumped when you saw it, Tyler. Man, hell yeah, it did. <laughs> had, me, had me ready to go into work. <laughs> you had to double check that. You're like, wait, hold up. Who? Who followed us? So, yeah, go give yeah, us a follow. I thought, go ahead. Yeah, I thought it was somebody pranking us. Oh, shit. Fair. Fair, man. Fair. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, go give us a follow at TerribleFB Show on Twitter uh, where we're, we're posting uh, some shit posting, uh, our terrible predictions uh, week to week, as well as just sharing the general news. You can also go check out my, one of my other two podcasts, Lighthearted Gamers and Animan Plus. Both of those available on all platforms as well as video format on YouTube. And lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so, but don't feel obligated. Just be a friend, tell a friend that you're listening to the show. Let's grow the show, and we would appreciate that. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and let's just jump into 
it, man. We got a couple. We got a couple things to uh, to talk off. You know, right off the get go, involving some cash here. First and foremost, Mark Andrews, All Pro, uh, Pro Bowl tight end out of Baltimore, agreed to a four year, fifty six million dollar deal. Average per year is going to be fourteen mil. He's going to be making more money through the first, through these four years than any other tight end in the league. Yo, shout out to that because let's also point out that that the the, the draft where he was drafted, they drafted a tight end in the first round as well as Lamar Jackson. This man was drafted in the third. Uh, the tight end that was drafted, of course, was Hayden Hurst. And after Mark Andrews was kind of popping off, they traded Hayden over to Atlanta, where really Hayden's been doing better in Atlanta than he was uh, in Baltimore. But, hey, even even then Hayden's get got shafted because they drafted Kyle Pitts. But, hey, shout out to Mark Andrews, man, for working his way up, you know, especially when you have a, a first-round tight end drafted ahead of you in the same class. So a big shout-out there for the money. Uh, still talking about the Ravens here. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, former all-pro, pro bowler, you know, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, signs to the Baltimore practice squad. Uh, he's He is set to be added to the 53-man roster. Uh, you know, this is, of course, taking place after J.K. Dobbins' injury, unfortunately, and even Justice Hill recently got injured. It's probably out for the season as well. Uh, Tyler, I saw you picked him up on your on your fantasy team, you know, just as insurance. I get it. You know, he, he could pop off. You know, what's your thoughts on uh, Le'Veon being signed by the Ravens, man? They got Gus the bus in front of him. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, Le'Veon's going to really help out in the passing game. I just feel, I just don't know if Le'Veon's running style fits that offense necessarily. Yeah, I basically just picked him up just to just to let everybody know I'm about to just take whoever. But yeah, I just uh, I just dropped him. Go get a uh, Zach Ertz. Oh, that was quick. I mean, I, I was just thinking about it. I mean, he's not really. I don't see him making a big enough impact. So it's, it's just a gust bus time. I agree. I agree. And, you know, with him not really making a big enough impact, I, I think, I, like I said, I think it comes down to the fact that his running style does not fit that offense. Like That's that's what it comes down to. Uh, if he does pop off, I mean, okay, cool. Good good for you. I mean, I kind of hope he doesn't. I kind of think he's a piece of shit at this point. <laughs> I'm just going to be open, open and honest about it. Uh, I'm just not a huge Le'Veon fan at, at this point. I mean, he, he was fun to watch when he was really popping off, but I, I don't know, man. You know, the, the, you know him, him trashing Andy Reid, my boy over there. You know, it's just like, come on, bro. I mean, everyone loves Andy Reid. Like, you know, like what, what are you talking about? You're just salty, you know? I mean, well, what is it? Um, you know, but, I mean, hey, if he does well, cool. That's a good thing for Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's already set up with an uphill battle with this injury bug. They've got the running back position, no doubt about that. Uh, still talking about some money here. Brian O'Neill of the Minnesota Vikings, man. He signs a five-year, $92.5 million extension. That's becoming the second-highest-paid right tackle in the game. Hey, man, shout-out to Brian O'Neill for that. That's for sure. Uh, you know, you know, let's, you know, talking about contracts here, let's talk about the opposite side of things getting paid. T.J. Watt. You know he's been wanting a new deal, and he's currently kind of holding out a little bit. Um, yeah, this is a this is a tough situation for him, man. Because uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've never been ones to really dish out the money for a player, as we've seen with like you know Le'Veon Bell, which hints his holdout. Um, you know, how how do you think things are going to play out with TJ? Do you think they're going to crack and give him the money, or they're just going to keep the normal Pittsburgh mentality, which like, well, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Get out. Um, and I don't, I don't think they're going to pay him as much as he wants. So at least let let them wait until after week one, after Buffalo goes and uh, beats Pittsburgh, <laughs> to to have them decide if he wants to play or not. But yeah, I, I don't see them paying him because they didn't pay Le'Veon Bell, and now his career is garbage. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. No, I you know I I am inclined to kind of side with you on that one. I, it's tough to say if they're going to pay him that money that he's asking for. Um, just because they've never been known to do that. Can we get a culture change and maybe they do that? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's T.J. Watt, dude. T- really, let's be honest, he should have been Defensive Player of the Year last year. I mean, let's be completely real. He should have. Last year really felt like a popularity contest when it came to Aaron Donald winning it. I'm just going to be up front. It should have been T.J. So, in my mind, this is a Defensive Player of the Year, you know, ca- at least a Defensive Player of the Year caliber player at the very least. So, you know, it, I mean, it would be cool to, you know, you know, to get this kind of worked out and stuff. But, I mean, hey, I, I I've heard some other Pittsburgh fans stepping up talking about this, and they're just like, hey, if former defensive player of the year James Harrison can take this lower deal, so can TJ. So with that said, man, I, I just don't I don't know if it's going to get done. I mean, I just don't. I think TJ's going to ha- probably not be a stealer for much longer. He's probably going to keep getting franchise tagged and he's going to keep holding out or something until he gets traded. I, I don't know. Uh, it will be. In- I think he'll end up playing this year, but beyond this year, that's where it's going to get a little sketchy. 
Uh, now, speaking of playing, though, uh, Zach Martin, man, all pro, pro, uh, all, you know, pro bowler guard for the Dallas Cowboys, arguably the best guard in the league. The only one that, you know, may, you know, be in super contention with, of course, Quentin Nelson up in Indy. Uh, man, Zach Martin is out for the opener, um, you know, uh, against uh, Tampa Bay with COVID. And, man, that's got to hurt. That Tampa Bay defense is nasty. You know, they've retained all 11 of their starters. Ndamukong Sue was just reactivated. He's coming back. They got Vita Vea out there. You know, Levante David. Uh, you know, we got Barrett. I mean, man, with Zach Martin not being there, you know, they still have Lau Collins and Tyron Smith. They both, I believe, are good to go. I know there were some injury issues with them last year. But not having Zach Martin, man, how much do you think that's going to hurt the Cowboys tomorrow night uh, for opening kickoff? Yeah, I think they're going to get blown out. <laughs> oh, and, wow. Uh, okay. I mean, it's, it's Dak's first game. Sure. And everybody's coming back for Tampa, and they're just going to be gunning for him like they gunned for Pat Mahomes. So, True. And, and especially not having the best guard in football, I mean, they're just going to blow past the whoever their backup is. Yeah, I, I see a big day for the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, if you got Tempe defense and fantasy, I definitely think they're going to be worth a look for a start. Because you're right, man. That that front between Adamican and uh, Vita Vea, man, they're they're just going to really tear up that interior. You know, they really, really are. So, uh, man, I, I don't see good things for the Cowboys on uh, Thursday night. You know, if you're in a if you're in a betting state where you can use like a, a, a mobile betting app, I definitely think taking the Bucks in some capacity is going to be is definitely going to be your play there for sure. You know, because that definitely hurts them. Um, you know, let's, let's hop over to the other team here in, in the great state of Texas. We got uh, Tyrod Taylor was officially named the Houston starter, to no surprise to anyone at this point with the situation going on with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Danny Amendola was also signed by the Texans, but uh, I do I did also see where uh, Nick Casario was talking about Deshaun and saying that don't expect him to play on Sunday at all, talking, you know, don't expect him to really play in the foreseeable future, which, you know, we get, we understand that at this point with his situation. But uh, Tyrod being officially named the starter, you know, you as a Buffalo uh, Buffalo fan, he's a former Bill, of course, Pro Bowler for the Bills, helped lead you guys to the playoffs. You know, I, I, I'm I'm sure you're hoping that Tyrod can do something for this flaming garbage truck that is the Houston Texans right now. Oh yeah, Tyrod to me is just like this magic. I mean, I'm always gonna have, I'm always gonna care about him, and he has had some terrible breaks ever since he got uh, got cut by Buffalo. Like, just think Shit, about it, true. like. Cleveland, yep. and then you go to the doctor, you get a punctured lung. How does like, that happen? That blows me away. Like if 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 that doesn't tell you this guy's luck, I don't know what does. You know, man, I'll say Justin Herbert's uh, getting the rewards from it though. So yeah, he is. And maybe, I mean, maybe he'll do good in Houston, and they'll just be like, I I think Bob Watson, he sent him off to Miami or somewhere. That is a legitimate possibility, man. I, I'm, you know, we're still seeing a lot of possible trade talks for Deshaun going to Miami or Philly. Uh, both having, you know, far, ironically enough, both uh, former Alabama quarterbacks. I know Jalen also played Oklahoma, but you know, former teammates of Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. And uh, when it comes to Tua, man, you know, I feel like the Dolphins there are just really unsure on Tua. Uh, so it would not surprise me if we see that potential trade. Uh, happen, but you know, I feel like anyone that's going to trade for Deshaun, you are taking a big risk at, at, at any whoever's going to do that. You're taking it. You're putting. If you're a GM trading for Deshaun, you're you're putting your career on the line potentially um, with how much you're going to have to give up. I mean, I hope Tyrod does well down in Houston. I think Houston, in my opinion, I think Houston is probably going to be the worst team in the league this year, uh, at least bottom, at least bottom three, and I, I think for sure. So I, I hope to, I hope I'm wrong because I, I like Tyrod Taylor, but you're right, dude. That guy's had no luck. I mean, when it comes to Cleveland, obviously they drafted Baker, of course, to no one's surprise, and Tyrod was hurt with a concussion. Okay, kind of a normal in today's game, but the thing that happened in Los Angeles – where he got a punctured lung by the team doctor like five minutes for the game, man, now if that, like I said earlier, if that doesn't spell unlucky, I don't know what does. Um, now let's uh, let's talk about my team a little bit here, the the Chicago Bears. Uh, Ryan Pace uh, recently talked to reporters about the whole Andy Dalton, Justin Fields thing, and uh, what, what uh, Ryan Pace said is, 
you know, I just feel like we're in a good place with a uh, good position with Andy. Uh, it starts with about how we feel with Andy, and we're very confident in him and where he's at. So there's no need for us to rush Justin playing quarterback in the NFL. There's there's just so much that goes into that, and there's uh, there's so much different than you've seen in the preseason, the weekly preparation, seeing NFL defenses in regular season, all those things. I just think more time uh, he has to learn and observe that, the better off for him. And you know, as a Bears fan, man, I, I've bumped into multiple people like just in my day job asking me about like, when do you think we're going to see Fields? You think it's going to be week three? You think it's going to be week three? You know, everyone's just like ready to kick Andy the curve. But, man, they forget that Andy, you know, he won in Cincinnati. He helped win the AFC North in Cincinnati. Lead them. They, he didn't do anything in the playoffs, but they went to the playoffs. This man threw for 4,000 passing yards. He's a pro bowler. Like, I'm all good with Andy playing, you know, a majority of this season. I do think Justin needs to come in this season for sure. I really do because even if Andy plays well, I mean, I feel like that could be a wasted year where you don't get to really see what Justin can do, you know, going into year two because obviously Andy's not coming back after this year. Let's be real. Um, but, you know, ideal situation is, yeah, Andy starts for like half the season. You know, ideally that would be great. So, I mean, I'm all for this. I, I'm always an advocate for setting your quarterback behind a veteran, a good veteran that is. I'm always an advocate of that at all times you know there are very very few quarterbacks that I think can come out of the draft and immediately step in and be the guy it does not happen often it's it's starting to feel like it's happening more often than it used to um but I, I still th- I'm, I'm always going to be an advocate to let them learn 100 percent but you know because we've just seen so many busts over time and I definitely don't want another bust here in Chicago uh, at least that's my take on it for sure uh Tyler you got any comments on that any thoughts on on that situation Oh yeah, hundred percent agree. Let Andy start. Let him, let him lead this team until it's time for Phil to come. Like, I mean, he is. He, he's not a terrible quarterback. Like, True. I mean, he got signed by Dallas to be the best backup in the NFL, and then Chicago signed him to be the quarterback one, and then they got lucky to get Fields because he kept falling. Yep. They're like, hey, shit, might as well just go ahead and pull this trigger because we got Andy right here. So that way you don't have to start fields right out the gate. I mean, Andy, Andy's going to throw some interceptions. He's going he's probably going to win a couple games, but hey, let fields learn from him. Uh, that's the best thing that they can do when up there in uh, Chicago. I, dude, I agree completely, a hundred percent. You know, that ultimately that's what we need, man. You know, because we we got we didn't get to really see everything Justin can do. And while you know, while yeah, it is possible he can just come in and light it up, but. I mean, I'm telling you, any amount of time a quarterback can sit and learn, I think it's just better for them. I, I really do. Um, yeah, and also, also, Chicago not winning the football this year. Yeah, yeah. There, we're, see, there we're, no, no, there, no. Hey, there is no reason to ruin this man's career by sending him out week one when y'all are not going to win the Super Bowl. I, 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 mean, could, I couldn't I, agree more. <laughs> I mean, all these people that are like, man, Starfields, Andy's trash, dogs. Y'all are not winning the Super Bowl this year. No, they're not need to do that. That's like saying uh, San Fran needs to start Trey Lance. Like they can win a Super Bowl without Trey Lance starting. Like this is a, this is the opposite side. Like um, some people win. No, they I agree. Be, <laughs> I agree. They, they, they need to be hit in the face sometimes. I swear. Yeah, I agree, dude, because you're right. You know, the Bears are not in a position to win the Super Bowl because you have to also look at like, let, let's just talk about our, our kickoff Sunday night football against the Los Angeles Rams with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and others, right? You know, Matt Stafford, who who is very familiar with our team, very familiar with our defense and what we do on the offensive side of the ball for the Rams, right? You, you put Justin Fields out there, you start him week one against the Rams, Aaron Donald is going to bury him. Because you have to look at our offensive line, too. I mean, our offensive line is it, it's something. I mean, James Daniels, solid. Cody White here, solid. We have, you know, Jermaine uh, Adifer, I believe, is our right tackle, who was a former first-round pick for Seattle that never panned out. You know, he's our starting guy. You know, the guy we drafted in the second round, Tevin Jenkins, We shoot, we no one knows what's going on with him with his back injury. So we have we have Jason Peters, longtime vet, starting over there at the left, who, you know, I think he can get the job done to a point, but he ain't, he's not what he once was for Philly or Buffalo, right? You know, you, th- that, that defensive line, that front seven for, for the Rams, they're going to eat us alive. You know, our offensive line, man, it's it's not where it needs to be. You put Justin out there, he is going to get killed. Look at Joe Burrow last year, right? 
you know, we don't want that. So, I mean, you know, it feels bad to say that because it feels like you're basically making Andy a scapegoat, but that's essentially what they're doing. They're making Andy a scapegoat, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. I would say at the absolute earliest, week four versus the Lions is where you could possibly see field start at the earliest. And I hope that's not the case. I hope it's later. But I'd say at the earliest week four, you're gonna. You're, I think you're going to get at least three weeks of Andy. Unless, unless there's a game that's just absolutely just going poorly, then we'll see. Yeah, unless he pulls a Nate Peterman, so – yeah, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Shout out to him still having a job. Good on him. Good on him. You know, he's playing the field, man, that backup role. Um, oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's also talk about uh, Washington football team, right? You know, we've, we've been waiting on that name change, whatever, and we recently got uh, – I know there was a list that popped out like probably about three or four weeks ago, and I know Jason Wright, the president, you know, came out and said, no, that's not the final list. It's kind of some scapegoat names. But then recently on Adam Schefter podcast, uh, uh, Tanya Snyder recently said that the eight final names, th- th- that was it. It was the Red Hogs, the Defenders, Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Commando, Commanders, Red Wolves, and and still the Washington football team. And they're currently narrowing it down to, to that three. So that list that we saw that that's the list that's what we got going on um at this point i feel like it's probably either just gonna be the red wolves or the washington football team and when you mean granted the the nfc uh the nfc least was terrible last year of course but hey they they won the division they did you know that's success under that name technically so i I think the washington football team is going to be here to stay or you know the red wolves i think is probably the next best bet after that probably the red hogs but what's your thought you know you know now you're you know me and you both we're arkansas we're arkansas state red wolves fans do you know if there's going to be any sort of trademarking that they're going to have to work through for that you know if they decide to go with red wolves and also just what's, what's your take on the name choices yeah, I haven't really looked into all that trademark or anything, okay. but I mean, I'll probably go uh, maybe defenders. Uh, but I think I think right now the like football the XFL team, team. Yeah, I think the football team might be the their best bet right now. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, they had success with it year one, so that's why they may just run with it. Uh, I, I'm going to probably – I'm going to put money and say they're going to go with the Red Wolves. That's where, that's where I think we're going with this. I think we're going to be the Red Wolves because I feel like you make a wolf-type logo. It's just better for marketing. You know, you get fans doing a howl and stuff. I, I think it's going to be better as a whole for the organization. That's what I would like to see. I mean, I, uh, I love I love wolves. I love dogs. So, I mean, that's just, like, cool to me, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would love to see red wolves. Now, I will say if getting the red wolves for Washington means something that's going to, you know, fuck over Arkansas State and lose them having to change their name again, uh, then I'm, I might be a little disappointed. <laughs> but, you know, hey, red wolves, red hogs, football team, I think it's going to be down to those three. Because, you know, I don't for the defenders, I don't know if it's going to be a big deal if – you know, they have the defender's name and the XFL team has it because, you know, XFL that should be coming back. Rock purchased them and they're going to be rocking and rolling uh, here in a season or two. And I think the DC defenders are still going to be a squad. They may not change the names. I don't know if that's going to come into, you know, to any problem. If they go with like the presidents, though, that, that's dumb. That's dumb. I feel bad for all Washington fans out the few that there are. You know, I, I feel bad for the for them if they have to be called the presidents. I think that's stupid. Yeah, they need to just dis- disabandon the team or whatever. <laughs> they take their president. I right. think everybody's going to go boycott them. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I think the, the R word is a little bit better than the president, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> true, true. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some college stuff, man. First and foremost, let's uh, give a shout-out to Todd McShay here. He recently released his uh, top 10 preseason NFL draft 22 prospects. Uh, coming at number one, he had Spencer Rattler, quarterback of Oklahoma, then Sam Howell of North Carolina at two. Derek Sting- uh, Stingley Jr., cornerback at LSU. Kavon, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Thibodeau. Thibodeau, that's what I thought it was going to be. Thibodeau, defensive end out of Oregon. Kyle Hamilton, safety at Notre Dame. Korea uh, Elam, is that is he related to Matt Elam that uh, was a safety at Florida by chance? I wonder about that. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not very, very confident, but I'm pretty sure Elam, cornerback, Florida, just like Matt, got to be. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Malik Willis, uh, quarterback out of uh, Liberty. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback out of uh, Clemson. Uh DeMarvin Leal, defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State. That's what he's got as uh, his top ten. And also, you know, yo, shout out to Todd McShay. Tease some peace to him. You know, I, I did see some videos of, of him talking, you know, at the games. And, man, there was something wrong. There was something off with him. You know, very, like, uh, slurring his words almost. Couldn't really keep a lot of sentences together. And I did see that he put out a tweet saying he was going to step away and, you know, focus on his health and focus on his family and stuff. So whatever's going on with Todd McShay, tease him 
in peace to him, man. Definitely like him a lot better than Mel. Mel's garbage, in my opinion. You know, he, he gets a few hits, but hey, Mel, I'm still waiting for you to retire after Jimmy Clausen. But last, here we are. Uh, so, you know, going through that uh, that preseason top ten, let's also kind of just go through some college games, which talks about a couple of these players, most notably the quarterbacks here. Uh, so one thing that we want to do with this show every single week is that we want to highlight our teams for sure that we follow, uh, even if they're kind of a garbage team. Like in my case, Hawaii, Hawaii Rainbow Warriors is one of my favorite squads. Uh, you know, so we, we want to highlight all of our favorite teams as well as kind of just pick out some notable games and notable things that happen in the college week. Because this show is mostly a pro show. We acknowledge that. That's just, that's just where our – allegiance lies is pro football but we definitely want to show some love to some uh, college so kicking things off uh, we have actually one of Tyler's squads and then like I said my squad Hawaii go at it uh, with kick, we were part of the kickoff weekend we had uh, you know Hawaii and UCLA and UCLA beat the dog shit out of Hawaii to no surprise 44-10 uh, but then following up the next time these teams you know the next time uh, the next week whatever Hawaii played Portland State beat them 49-35 and uh, UCLA you know who's still unranked uh, beat uh, number 16th ranked LSU 38-20 Seven. Just shout out to that for sure. Uh, we had Arkansas State beat UCA 40 to 21. Shout out to Lane Hatcher with 12 for 12, 154 TDs. That's pretty solid there. Uh, is he a sophomore or is he a freshman? I don't remember. I think he's a, because of COVID, you didn't gain a year. So I think he might still be a sophomore. I think he is a sophomore. So if that's the case, man, he, he could be, do some good things there with uh, Butch Davis' offense you know, for the next couple of years. Uh, UCF, another squad of mine, uh, beat Boise State 36-31. Dylan Gabriel, 25 for 37, 318, four TDs. Isaiah Bowser, 170 rushing yards of TD. And then Jalen Robinson, six catches, 140 receiving yards and TD. Shout out to UCF on that front. Uh, one of Tyler's squads, Notre Dame, beat my most hated college team, Florida State, 41-38. That came down to it, but hey, I may hate Florida State, man, but shout out to McKenzie Milton. Shout out to McKenzie Milt. We never thought we'd see him on the field again. That's a former standout for UCF, you know, that who got a pretty bad injury. Uh, so shout out to him coming in. He immediately went four for four, helped lead down to a touchdown drive, keep him back in the game. But, you know, the Notre Dame barely got out of that, including with Brian Kelly barely getting out of it with a terrible execution joke. Uh, Talk about executing players. Good job, Brian, Brian Kelly, on that front. Uh, Tyler's number one squad, his favorite team in college, Penn State. Number they're ranked nineteen. Man, they beat Wisconsin, who's the twelfth ranked team at the time, sixteen to ten. Tyler, you got any thoughts on that game? It's kind of close, not not a big shootout, but hey, you beat Wisconsin. Shout out to that. Hey, that's always a good thing when you beat Wisconsin. It's always a great thing when Florida State fucking loses. That's <laughs> that's so true, man. That's so true. I'm not. I hate Florida State, man. I absolutely hate Florida State. And why do I hate Florida State? Well, my favorite squad is the U Miami Hurricanes. And to no surprise, I had no hope coming in this game. We got the dog shit beat out of us by Alabama. Um, I mean, who would who would have guessed, right? It's like, oh no, we lost Alabama. So shocking, right? I mean, yeah, it's Alabama. I mean, come on, they constantly have. Like, they, like right now, they probably have like 30 first rounders on their team, you know, including their quarterback, Bryce Young, who went 27 for 38, 344 yards, and four TDs. I mean, it's not, I mean, going into that game, I had no hope. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to sound like a negative fan. I'm just realistic. You know, I know we weren't going to beat Alabama. If we did, cool, but shit, I knew that wasn't going to happen. But hey, maybe we can bounce back next week. Uh, some other notable games we had go on Ohio State uh, beat Minnesota 45 31. Uh, T's and P's to the Minnesota running back Muhammad uh Ibrahim Ibrahim uh I know he was uh, one of the top running backs in the nation was possible some decent projection ratings man he had an Achilles tear I've been there I've torn my Achilles tendon so T's and P's to him hopefully he can bounce back better than ever going into the draft next year uh we had Cincinnati uh beating the crap out of Miami of Ohio wanted to shout that out because uh Desmond Ryder man uh 20 for 25 295 yards four TDs this guy comes back for his senior year at Cincinnati I expect big things out of them this year uh UNC 10th, 10th ranked team in the nation, man. They lost to unranked Virginia Tech. Sam Howell did not look good. Did not. 17 for 32, 208, one TD, three picks. Man, you know, coming into this season when it came to Sam, my mindset was if Sam can come in and play phenomenal this year or just play really well this year, in my mind, he locks himself as, as a one or two uh, um, overall pick because, you know, he lost all of his weapons. He lost both receivers, both running backs in this last draft. So if he could come in and really still be a, an incredible game manager, a team manager, and still play well with the pieces he has now, in my opinion, he locked himself as number one, number two. This is not a good start for him. You know, we got a whole season to bounce back. You know, we'll see how it goes, but – 
definitely not a good start. Uh, speaking of not a good start, man, Clemson, they did not have a good start, but they had a really tough matchup with uh, fifth-ranked Georgia. You know, they lost, uh, you know, 10-3, but uh, DJ uh, Ula Galele, I believe is how you pronounce Ula, it. Ula Galele. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, he went uh, 19 for 37, 178, one interception. I mean, he didn't even – he just looked like a, a fill-in quarterback, you know, at that point, you know. Um, hey, shout, hey, shout out to, to Marty Smith and Ryan McGee because that's the only way I know how to, how to say uh, DJ Uyunglele because they they said it multiple times on uh, on their show on Saturday morning. Well, so hey, I, had, I had, had, had to practice a little bit on that one. Hey, shout out to you for practicing. You know, I saw the name, and I'm just like, I don't know, it kind of looks like Galilee, who's a Pokemon, so I'll just kind of go off that. <laughs> so shout out for you boy. for practicing. But, yeah, Clemson did not look good, man. Like I said, DJ, you know, they uh, he looked like a fill-in quarterback. They, I know they're, they're missing Trevor Lawrence right now, so we're, I'm curious to see if DJ is going to keep just dropping for this season or not. We'll see if Clemson kind of bounce back. But that, that Georgia defense, man, they looked really good, that's for sure. Um, and you know, after that, number two ranked Oklahoma, they beat Tulane, uh, but they it was a close game. It was a close game, though, man. Kind of scared people a bit. Uh, 40 35. This game was supposed to be in Tulane, but due to the hurricane, it did get pushed Oklahoma. Uh, and you know, for an unranked team that you know, a lot not a lot of people have expectations out of, unless you're a Tulane fan, you know, for them to come in and really hold their own against Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler didn't look super fantastic either. Uh, it kind of put some worry, you know, in, in the hearts of Oklahoma fans. You know, are they going to be able to bounce back or not? Uh, that's a that's a that's a that's a big question if they're going to be able to bounce back. Uh, you know, and, you know, still talking about the FBS here. We did have uh, Liberty. You know, I wanted to shout this this uh, game out just because, again, you know, Malik Wills, one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the, in this upcoming draft potentially. Uh, they went up against the Camel Fighting Camels. Man, what a team name is that? Love the logo too. Ten out of ten. Liberty Flames beat the shit out of them, forty eight to seven. Malik, you know, he he played a pretty solid game there. Fifteen for twenty three, two seventeen, one TD, fifty five rushing yards and a rush TD. Kind of channeling a little bit of like a Lamar Jackson type of play there where you're getting kind of the best of both worlds um so i would say out of our top three quarterbacks that are projected for this draft you know malik definitely had the uh the best week this week uh but i, I liked what I, I saw out of desmond up in cincinnati no doubt about that uh let's also give a little shout out to some f uh fcs action man st andrews versus uh presbyterian is that how you pronounce it yeah, Presbyterian. Presbyterian, eighty-four to forty-three. Uh, the quarterback for Presbyterian, uh, Ren Hefley, uh, thirty-eight for fifty, five hundred thirty-eight yards and ten passing touchdowns. Also, shout out to the fact that Ren is actually from the town that Tyler and I are from, the town that I'm currently living in. Tyler's not living in this town, but shout out to that. It's pretty cool there. Uh, Presbyterian, of course, they do have a new uh, head coach, Kevin Kelly, who is a longtime head coach for uh, Pulaski Academy High School up here in Little Rock, winning a lot of state championships, and most notably being known for the quarterback who never punts no matter what. Pretty much no matter what. Uh, so, uh, Tyler, what was your thoughts on that, man? Are you pretty impressed with his college debut here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I watched I watched the starting of the game, and Ren was just on fire. Like, and then I, I turned the channel, and I came back to it, and they done scored four more times. <laughs> I'm like, it's been three minutes. It's like, what and then, I, it, and, then, and then it dawned on me that Coach Kelly. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, just high, high hey, speed hey, offense. Hey, shout out to LeBron Native for being on uh being on Sports Center and everything. That, that was a pretty cool moment. It was, man. You know, he uh, Ren was a former uh, walk-on for I think it was Michigan. Uh, did wasn't yeah. going to really get a chance and transferred there. You know, uh, you know he he was familiar with uh, Kevin Kelly. So, de- a definite shout out to that. Shout out to that game. You know, it was, pre- it was a pretty pretty cool moment there. Pretty cool moment. Hey, a fun fact: He was the valedictorian for Brown High School. So I heard his uh, heard his little speech at graduation. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some predictions, man. We've kind of run through the news that we had highlighted and the scores and stuff. Uh, let's kind of just run through how we're feeling coming into uh, this upcoming week for uh, all these games. Uh, we'll kick things off with uh, some college predictions. You know, I I look I looked at the lineup for week two, man. We don't have a lot of like super notable games. There's a couple of them. You know, shout out to Texas and Arkansas, kind of rebuilding that kind of rivalry there, and it looks like it's going to set to be rebuilt here in a few years when Texas does come over to the SEC. Texas ranked number 15th in the nation. I, I 
I, I feel like Texas is gonna definitely take home that 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 dub. I really do. I don't I don't see Arkansas taking home the dub on that one. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that game? Do you think Texas is gonna take it? Or do you think Arkansas's got it? See, I want Texas to to win, but also want Arkansas to win. So I'm just gonna go ahead and take Texas just to piss people off, you know. Uh, I, I don't give a shit for the Razorbacks, so I'm definitely going to say let's go Texas. You know, even though I have I I ha, even though I have a hatred for Texas because of our friend Brady and an NCAA dynasty that me that we ran for many many years, I have a very brutal hatred for that team because of him. Still going to pull for Texas on that one. Uh, but hey, one the probably the most notable game that we have this week, in my opinion, at least in terms of our rankings here. You know that we have the top twenty-five is we got number nine Iowa State going up against number ten Iowa. Big rivalry game here. They're both you know both these teams are looking phenomenal. Iowa State with Brock Purdy, of course, a guy that me and you both really like. Uh, I mean, who do you got coming out in this game, man? I got to go with Iowa State. I got to go with the Cyclones, man. I think they're going to beat. I think I'm not going to say they're going to beat the crap out of Iowa, but I definitely think they're going to take home this dub. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take my boy uh, Javar. He played basketball. He's from uh, Turkey. He played basketball at Iowa State, and he used to live in Iowa. Now he plays basketball in, like Thailand or some shit. But uh, man, I gotta go Iowa State. I like Brock Purdy, and I was in the Big Ten, so fuck him. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Uh, you know, another prediction that I've got here is that we got um, Ohio State, you know, third ranked uh, going up against 12th ranked Oregon. I'm going to go ahead and say this up front. Ohio State is go- not only going to beat Oregon, they're going to beat the cr- shit out of Oregon. That that's my that's my prediction on that game. Uh, that it will not be it will not be a close game. It will be like a two to three, maybe even a four touchdown game. I, Ohio State will beat the dog crap out of them for sure. Uh, what about you, Tyler? What's your thoughts on that game? Do you have any other predictions that you want to throw out there? Man, I, I agree with that. Ohio State can beat the shit out of Oregon. Isn't uh, <laughs> isn't isn't Thibodeau? Isn't he hurt? I think so. Okay, yeah, they on beat the dog shit out of him. And man, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna have to have to bring this rivalry back up. You know, they're only about what hour hour away from each other. Arkansas State, Memphis. Right. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take uh, Arkansas State, and they're gonna uh they're gonna kill that streak that Memphis has been on. I think they're on like a three or four game win streak. Mm-hmm. So. Hell yeah! You know We're I'm going. I'm gonna double down with that dude. I'm gonna double down with that. I'm gonna say Arkansas State, man. They're gonna they're gonna get the better Memphis. I, I I like what Butch Davis is gonna bring to Arkansas State. You know, especially with like Lane Hatcher and so I think Arkansas State's in a pretty good position to succeed there in the Sun Belt. Um, and I agree with you. I think uh, Arkansas State's gonna definitely beat Memphis. And when it comes to the Sun Belt, uh, you know, they're obviously their biggest competition be Coastal Carolina. Um, so looking forward to when they're having a chance to play. That is on the schedule for Arkansas State, correct? You know, I'm such a great host of this terrible-ass show, I didn't bother to look beforehand, but. No, yeah, they are. They, uh, shit, damn it. Uh, yeah, they are. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, tra- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to bring it up. They play October 7th okay. on ESPNU. All right. That's a Thursday game, so, shit, no excuses. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to hope for Arkansas State dub on that one for sure. Uh, hey, I, shout out, shout out to Arkansas State next week playing uh, Washington though. Hey, they they look terrible against uh, damn Washington, uh, yeah. Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montana SES team came in and whooped thirteen seven. Right. Yeah, no, you. Uh, I do think they could. I do think they could get a dub on that one for sure as well. Uh, I forgot who uh, Miami is playing for this upcoming week. I think it was a FCS school. Um, you know, I predict. I'm predicting a, a win on that one. I mean, I, Alabama was the only one on our schedule where it's just like, oh yeah, we're for sure losing that one. The rest of the games, and I, I was just like, okay, I think I think we have a legitimate shot. You know, at winning the game or winning a majority of our games. You know, Derek Derek King, of course, coming back for his super senior year. Uh, because of the COVID year, and I think, and I think he had an injury. It was either injury or COVID year for him. Um, but I, I think we're gonna, I think we're we're gonna definitely get our dub this week for sure. You know, Hawaii had their game already, I believe, or yeah, because theirs was the Portland State game. Um, yeah. So yeah, w- yeah, but yeah, m- my main prediction though is uh, Iowa State getting the dub over Iowa and Ohio State beating the crap out of Oregon. I mean, but we 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 don't have a ton of uh, incredible college games this week. Uh, I did I did notice that. Uh, but hey, oh yeah, Hawaii plays Oregon State at ten o'clock right. on FS One. 
and then Miami plays Appalachian State. That's so. okay. Yeah, so not FC, not not FCS anymore. I think they're Sun Belt now. So yeah, I th- we're gonna beat Appalachian State and uh, Oregon State. Man, I got a little bit of love for Oregon State just because of a dynasty I had on NCAA fourteen. Uh, but yeah, definitely gonna pull for the Warriors. I don't see us getting the dub though. But Oregon State's not a very good squad anyway. So it'd be cool to see us get the win. But man, when it comes to Hawaii, as I was as I was texting you because you were watching the, the our game against UCLA, man, we just don't have a good quarterback. You know, our quarterback that we have starting, um, you know, uh, Kavon, I believe is his name. Uh, man, yeah. he, he's just I, – I, I didn't care for him last season. I don't care for him this season. You know, we got a couple of freshmen that I think could be really promising for Hawaii, and that's what I, that's who I want to see get some chances. You know, we, we, we they haven't really got any chances, and they probably won't for a little while. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, we, we may beat Oregon State. Oregon State's not a good squad, so we'll, we'll see on that one. Um, oh, yeah, speaking of Oregon State, shout-out to Steven Jackson and Brandon Cook. True. Two of, my, two of my favorite NFL players of all time. So, Yo, Steven Jackson, man, SJ39, what a beast, right? Oh, yeah, man. He put, lo- St. Lo- Louis, he put St. Louis on his back, dude. Oh, yeah, love that dude. Yeah, he put St. Louis on his back, man. Speaking of Brandon Cooks, do you want to trade me Brandon Cooks in fantasy? So what you got? Nah, I'm not firing up trade. I want everyone to know that he, this dude is the worst trader in fantasy history. I just want that record to be known. I'll uh, trade you right now. Brandon Cooks, Michael Carter. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, you won't. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. Let's talk about some NFL stuff. Uh, you know, uh, since we are about to kick off the season, let's go ahead and let's run through some predictions for us, just some thoughts on who's going to possibly win some awards here in the in the league. Uh, let's just kind of roll through it here, man. Uh, we'll kick things. Well, let's let's actually start. Let's start off with our one single award we're going to talk about for, for college, actually. Let's predict the Heisman. Uh, Tyler, who's some Heisman thoughts for you? Early Heisman thoughts way too early Heisman thoughts who do you think who do you think is going to potentially take it home this year man I think the millionaire in Alabama I think man Ross Young he, he did pretty good but also Radler like once he starts getting that big 12 competition he'll he'll start to shine a little bit more okay okay yeah that's just that's, that's my top two I don't really care about is it the two-man race right now Right, so you don't think C.J. Stroud uh, or Stroud with Ohio State is not going to have an opportunity? I mean, he will, but I just I'm I'm focused on them too right now. I'm maybe, assu- maybe half maybe halfway through the year I'll uh, I'll start looking at other people. And I'm assuming with how poorly he played Week One, uh, Sam is off your radar because that's how I feel. Oh yeah, he's he's not even first round of my opinion. Oh okay, okay. Uh, for me, I'm definitely going to go agree with you on Bryce and Spencer, uh, but I, I got to throw my boy Desmond out there from Cincinnati, man. I think Desmond, I think he could make some noise and put up a legitimate argument for it to get him maybe at the show. Uh, but I think uh, it's probably going to be Bryce, man. I think Bryce is going to be the one to actually take it home. Uh, Bryce, man, he really showed a lot, and plus with all the talent he's got around him, it's going to be hard not for him just to completely succeed. Um with that said, now let's actually talk about some NFL stuff. We'll talk. We'll start off with uh, a couple of rookie ones. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, man. Who, who's some potentials that you see that could possibly take home that award? I mean, I see. Uh, we are Michael Parsons. That's I'm right. gonna have to. I'm gonna think he's gonna win it just because he's taking over Sean Lee's spot, and right. uh, and then that defense is gonna be on the field a lot because <laughs> Dak's going to turn. Dak's going to turn the ball over a lot. Because they ain't got Zach Martin right now. Fair. But also another guy who who Dallas should have took. Patrick Sertan. Oh wait, time out, hold up. I never mind, I flipped him. That's my fault. No, yeah, I think Patrick gonna be You think Carolina uh, took him? Because Carolina took J C Horn right before Patrick. Yep, that's what that's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, I got Patrick. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely think Patrick could definitely pop off for Denver 100%, you know, because he's got such a good front seven that's going to allow him to shine. You know what I mean? Um, you know, with Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb up there in the front, that's going to help him be able to create plays in the secondary. So you're definitely right on that one, and Micah Parsons as well, for sure. Uh, I agree with Micah Parsons. For me, I'm actually going to go with J.C. Horn if we're talking corner. Uh, I'm also going to talk about my boy, 
from from Miami up on your squad, Gregory, uh, Greg. I'm going to talk about Gregory uh, Rosso, I believe is how you pronounce it. I'm horrible with last names, man. If you guys listen to Animan Plus, you guys know how terrible I am at pronouncing anything. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him as a potential. I know there's Jalen Phillips who, who got the chance to stay home down in Miami, for, and he's playing for the Dolphins. But, man, I like Greg. I like Greg a lot. Uh, I also think Asante Samuel Jr., second-round pick, cornerback uh, for Los Angeles Chargers, I think he's going to have some uh, potential. And Kitty Pry up in uh, Indy. I'm actually going to, believe it or not, out of all these guys, I'm going to say Kitty's going to, uh, you know, he's going to be the one to actually take home take home the prize here. I think he's going to be yeah, David's I, rookie I could year. see that. I could see that. I could see that, Admiral. Now, what about just rookie of the year? How you feeling on that one, man? Yeah, right now, man, I'm thinking Mac. He's set up perfect up he there is, in New England. He is. Like, that's the, that's the perfect situation. Getting Cam out the locker room, that's just, just handing over the keys to him. Yep. Because what I heard was that Mac was teaching Cam yep. the playbook. Yeah, I saw I that too. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, damn, he kind of he kind of fell off a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100. Um, percent Mac is Mac, in my opinion, is the front runner for Rookie of the Year at this point because of the situation he's in. Oh yeah, and then I think uh, Najee Harris from Pittsburgh. Sure. They just they're just gonna hand him the keys, let him run everywhere, let uh. Let Big Ben get a little break from getting uh, sacked all the time. True. So I think I think Najee's gonna have a have a marvelous year, and then Zach Wilson, like he's he's what everybody wanted Sam Darnold to be, mm-hmm. but he ha- actually has people around him that's gonna let him succeed. Because Sam got he he just got thrown out there to the wolves. Basically, had just a out there on the sidelines, not not really showing him anything. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Zach Wilson is like the third best to win rookie of the year. But Mac Jones, he's the he's a front runner. I definitely agree on Mac Jones being the front runner. And uh, you know, the thing about Zach, dude, and it's funny, it's funny that we're talking about this because going into the draft, I thought Zach was, in my opinion, I thought he was I thought he was gonna be set up to be a bust. Okay, I'll go ahead and say that up front right now because we'll see if I eat my words or not. And I kind of felt the same way about Mac. I really did. Um, you know, Mac is, you know, they're both kind of showing me differently. And for, I don't know why, man, but my gut is telling me that the Jets are going to shock people this year. And I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to win the division. That is the Bills or the Patriots division to win. Okay, Jets are probably going to come in dead last. They're going to get a top 10 pick again. going to go ahead and say that right now. But Zach I feel like is going to show some flash. I think the Jets could be like what the Chargers was last year, where they just can't win games, but they're showing flashes. Because you're right, Zach is set up pretty well, man. You know, between Michael Carter being a potential stud, potential being keyword, uh, they have Corey Davis, who's going to get a lot of targets for him. Uh, and for the first for the first time in a while, they actually have a decent line being built. Morgan Moses on the right side, Mackay Beck on the left, AVJ in the middle. I mean, like you're building a good line to help protect Zach to let him cook. So I mean, I think. Zach is going to shock some people, but if we're talking about rookie of the year, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a decent opportunity because he's going to have, I think he does have a decent squad around him. It's just the offensive line that worries me. I think in terms of receivers and running back, I feel like he's in pretty decent shape. Uh, he's going to, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to sling the ball is why he's going to be in that contention. Uh, I'm with you on Harris and Pittsburgh, and I'm also going to throw out there Kyle Pitts. I think he's a legitimate chance. I think, you know, even though he's a tight end, I think Kyle Pitts is a chance to really, really shine there in Atlanta. You know, I don't think Atlanta's going to be super great, but, hey, you still got a gunslinger in Matt Ryan who can throw the ball really well. Uh, I think Kyle's going to get a lot of opportunities, especially with uh, them losing one target in Julio. Those those targets are not going to go to Kyle. So we'll see on that front. Uh, but what about the defensive player of the year? How are we feeling on that one, man? I feel like this one's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think it is basically a two-man race. It's an Aaron Donald, and if he gets paid, T.J. Watt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald. The only other one that I would say to watch out for has got to be Chase Young. It's got to be Chase Young. I think Chase Young is uh, going to be a legitimate uh, possibility to watch out for. Um, what about Offensive Player of the Year? How you feeling on that one? You know, I got to go with Joshua yeah, Allen. Yep, yep. <laughs> I got to go with the, the obvious Pat Mahomes. But, man, I'm just going to throw a curveball out here. We're going to go with Stephon Diggs. Okay, okay. okay. I, Hey, he's gonna get a lot of targets, and he's gonna get a lot of catches, a lot of yards, hopefully a lot of touchdowns. 
Okay. All right. Oh. I respect that. I mean, uh, my, Michael Thomas was the last receiver to do it in 19, so it's not out of the realm of possibilities, that's for sure. For me, I mean, you got you to gotta talk about Derrick Henry, first and foremost. You got to talk about Derrick Henry. Um, you know, he's the reigning one, uh, the reigning winner right now. He's going to be poised to get, you know, win it again. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, uh, Alvin Kamara, Devonte Adams. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm with you on Josh Allen as well. And I'm also going to throw Kyler Murray, man. I think Kyler Murray's being set up for a big year. And that actually leads me over to our NFL MVP conversations. I mean, from, I have four picked out and Kyler Murray is actually one. I'm going to throw out there that Kyler Murray could be an MVP this year. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Those are my, I I think top four best to possibly win this MVP. How, how are you feeling on that? You know, once again, it's just a two man race. Josh, Josh and Pat. Yeah, Josh and Pat. That's that's the easy, that's the safe choice. Now, if I was just to throw a curveball out there, I'd probably say, uh, I'll probably go with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's his last year, pretty much. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. It's his last year in it, you know. And I, obviously, I'm a Bears fan. I hate the Packers. Although I hate, I, I do, I do like Aaron quite a bit. And I will give a lot of credit to the Pat McAfee show on me becoming a fan of Aaron. Aaron's just a really funny dude. Um, you know, I, I would, even though I'm a Bears fan, I, I know other Bears fans are, are going to potentially crucify me for this. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers win another MVP and do really well this season with the Packers, and then just give them the middle finger and head out. You know what I mean? I would Hell love yeah. that. I would love that. That would be just such a, a huge, big dick move, and I'm here for it. I think that would be hysterical uh, because everything that Aaron's complained about, you know, I mean, it is pretty justified. You know, the Packers have always just kind of ran in their lane and never really, you know, treated veterans super great. I mean, let's be real. Uh, so, I mean, hey, I think I think it would be I think it would be hilarious if that's what happened. Uh, that now carries over to our game predictions that we're going to start here. You know, we are going to be tracking how we're going to do every single week. See who's going to take home the crown here. See who's going to be the best of the best, the top of the top. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and kick things off with the Thursday night game. Kick off, baby, of the season. Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tyler, I'm assuming you're going TB, right? Easy. Yeah, easy. Easy pick. Hammer it, hammer it. If you can bet, hammer it. Um, next up, we got Jacksonville at Houston. Who you got? Man, I'm going to go double T, Tyrod Taylor in Houston. Okay, okay. Uh, man, I'm actually going to go with Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to get that dub. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get the dub in Houston. If this is going to be a chance for Jacksonville to get a dub, it's going to be against Houston. There's no doubt about that. Next up, we got the Chargers at Washington. How you feeling on that one? Well, since it's the first week of the season and not the 11th week, it's magic. We're going to Washington. Yeah, that's fair. Man, uh, I'm going to go with you on that one for the same reasons, basically. I'm going Washington. Uh, next up, we got uh, Seattle at Indianapolis. How you feeling? It, I want to pick Indy so bad. But, <laughs> man, I, I'm going Seattle, man. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to actually go Indy. I'm going Indy on this one. I know Carson's cl- set to play for week one, and I feel like Carson, man, I, I feel like he's going to change some minds on him on how people feel about him this first week. Um, you know, so we'll see how that one goes. Uh, the Jets at Carolina. This is a this is a very interesting game. This is a very interesting game, man. Sam Darnold of the Panthers going against his formal his former team, who's now drafted Zach Wilson. Ooh, this is gonna be is gonna be an interesting one. How how do you think this one's gonna go? Man, I hope Sam Darnold go to about three fifty eight, about go. four touchdowns. Oh, man, I, hey, fuck it, man, let him run for a touchdown. I don't even care, man. I hope they blow the Jets out just so Sam can be like, man, fuck y'all. So, Carolina, all right, I'm with you, actually. You know, I do think the Jets are going to show a lot of promise. I, and I think I think Zach Wilson's going to do well. But, man, the Jets are such a garbage can, shit fire organization that I really – I'm with you. I want to see Sam Darnold come out and play well this year. You know, for the same reasons as Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, he has played well in a shitty organization. Sam hasn't had a chance because he's had nobody. You know, and I, I want to see I want to see Sam come out and play really well and, and kind of prove people wrong a little bit. Uh, what about Minnesota at uh, Cincinnati, man? How you feeling on this one? Joe Burrow's return. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Cincinnati, and I'm going to go Tyler Boyd's going to light it up. Okay. Jamal Chase, he's going to have about seven drops. So, yeah, man, I'm going to go Cincinnati. <laughs> He is going to have a lot of drops, Ben. You ain't lying there. Jamar Chase, man, I'm telling you, I'm smelling a bust on him. No doubt about that one. Uh, I'm going to go Cincy as well. Uh, I'm liking Cincy in that game. Uh, next up, we got Arizona at Tennessee. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. 
in Tennessee got a lot of weapons now with uh, Hosey over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go Tennessee. Uh, man, I'm going Arizona. I think this is going to be a big year for Arizona. I really do. I, I think uh, I think Kyler Murray, man, I think he's about to take uh, the step to the you – know, I think he's about to jump to the next level. I 100% believe that. Uh, next up, uh, San Francisco at Detroit. Yeah, so uh, Detroit wins. Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback, so I'm going to go San Fran. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, man, I'm going to go San Fran as well. Uh, I like that defense quite a bit. Pittsburgh or Buffalo? This is going to be a tough game for you, but I'm assuming you're going with your Bills, right? No. no I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo all the way. Buffalo. Go Bills. All right. Um, ooh, that's, that's, that is a tough one, man, but I'm going to go, I'm going to ride with you on that. I'm going to ride Buffalo. I think that's going to be the squad. Uh, last noon game we got here is Philadelphia, Atlanta. How are we feeling? Man, let's go, let's go Philly. And I think Hurts, I think he's going to be back. I'm going to go Atlanta, actually. I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking what we're going to see possibly out of Atlanta. Uh, next up, uh, we have Cleveland at Kansas City of the afternoon games. How are we feeling on that one? Probably just KC, right? Hey, that's a good matchup. Like, yeah, it is. It is. Cleveland's one of my squads, man. Like, can we just sit here and just think about the two teams that are going to finish behind Buffalo this year? Yeah. <laughs> but but no, nah, yeah. But no, nah, yeah. I'm going to go Kansas City on this one. I got to go with you, man. Uh, I, I like Cleveland. I would consider Cleveland my second favorite team in the league, of course, behind my Bears. Uh, but, man, I got to go. I got to go KC. I, I think they're just too strong. Uh, next up, we have uh, Green Bay at New Orleans. This game is being played in Florida because of the damage that has taken place in New Orleans. T's and P's to everyone down there. Hopefully everything's going okay. Hopefully we can get everything built and back in, back into action. But uh, how are we feeling about Green Bay going to visit the Saints in Florida? Man, this is this is what I call a petty bowl right here, because you got you got Rodgers being petty to the Packers, and then you got New Orleans being petty to the Packers fans by making the game in Jacksonville, because it costs more for the Green Bay fans to get to Jacksonville. <laughs> so for that, for that, I'm gonna pick New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans. Because I love I love the pettiness. Okay, I'm gonna go with Green Bay, man. I think Green Bay is gonna put on a show. Uh, what about Denver at the Giants? Teddy Bridgewater. Man, I always want the Giants to be good, and they tell me every single year, yeah, it's not our time. So I'm going to go Denver on this one. I'm going Denver simply because I think the Giants are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I think they're gonna, I think you're going to get to see this year that Daniel Jones is a bust. Uh, not as much as Dwayne Haskins was uh, or is so far. We'll see how Dwayne can do in Pittsburgh, but uh, I definitely think Daniel Jones is not going to be the guy. Uh, last afternoon game we've got, we have Miami at New England. Man, I'm going New England. I think I think oh. Mac is going to just beat the crap out of Tua. Oh, yeah, easy. New England. Man, you you know Tua's got to feel a little pressure about this game. Oh, yeah, because he's probably going to get a – as soon as Houston decides they want to let Watson go, his job's over. True, true. Uh, what about uh, Sunday Night Football, Chicago at the Rams? I, I got to ah. – I, it's my my squad, the the Bears, man. But you know, I can't just pick my team just because they're my team. I got to be realistic here. I'm trying to take home the crown for calling these games, and I just think it's going to the Rams. I think the Rams are going to beat us, man. That defense is too good. Our offensive lines in struggles, and I think Matt Stafford's going to turn some heads this year. I got to go with the Rams. I'm gonna shock you. I'm gonna take the Bears, man. It would it, it would be I'm some gonna, shit. I'm gonna take the Bears. It would be some shit if the Bears win and I didn't pick my screen. Now, I will say this. I will say this. If we do beat them, there is a part of me, a small part, that won't be surprised because we have had the Rams number the past couple years. Like, we have. The past couple times that we've played the Rams, like even in the Trubisky area, we, we've beat the Rams. You know, so, uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. I still, I'm still going to stick with the Rams for my official pick here. And uh, finishing things off here with Monday night football, kind of a lackluster game in my opinion. we got Baltimore going to Vegas. I'm picking Baltimore. How are you feeling? Man, I'm going to go Vegas on this one. Okay, okay. All right, well, we got through all of our predictions. Uh, I mean, that pretty much wraps up the show at this point. Uh, we've run through kind of all of our news, our predictions and stuff. That's going to be kind of the flow of the show every single week. We may mix things up a little bit. We may come up with some different talking points that we want to personally throw in there, like favorite players or whatever. And, you know, we'll as the week kind of goes on, we'll continue, you know, the weeks kind of move forward. We'll, we'll kind of get like some Super Bowl predictions and stuff like that and kind of talk about rankings in college and stuff just as things kind of go forward. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I feel pretty good about it. Good kickoff 
after the show. Football is back, baby. We're feeling it. We're hyped. We're ready to get this started. You know, for me as a Bears fan, this season is just all about uh, about about promise. Just show me some promise. Show me some flashes for the future. Meanwhile, for Tyler, yo, it's Super Bowl time, baby. The Buffalo Bills, they are ready to make a run. You know, we're here to get after it. You know, I got my, my canes in college. I'm hoping for a decent season. I, I mean, we're not going to win a championship. I'm mean, being realistic. I'm not trying to be negative. You know, you got Penn State. You possibly make some big waves. You know, we're feeling good about it. But, uh, Tyler, you man, you got any last thoughts, anything that you want to throw out there before we officially get out of here, man? Um, I hope you lose the fantasy this week. True. Go Bills. <laughs> yeah, Tyler and I are going head-to-head with fantasy this week. Uh, we are going to be giving you guys some fantasy predictions kind of moving forward, uh, you know, about maybe some uh, different players to kind of start and bench, et cetera. Uh, so definitely look forward to that. Make sure to go check out our fantasy league. That description, that link will be down in the description below. See how everyone's doing. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to beat the dog shit out of you with fantasy. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got you. I'm going to beat you in fantasy. I'm going to beat you in these predictions. I'm going to take home the crown. So, I hope so. when are you going to trip Brandon Cooks for Mark Carter? Are we doing that? Are we firing it up? You know I'm always ready to fire up some trades. Yeah, he's always ready to fire up some garbage-ass trades. That's what he's ready to do. Because <laughs> ain't, nobody, ain't nobody accepting this shit. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, Maybe guys. that'll be better if somebody accepts it. Ah, okay, all right, if you say so. Uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, this first episode for the show of Season 1 of A Terrible Football Show. We're hoping the show sticks around for many seasons to come. We're going to get some different people in here as well. we got our boy Brady. i got one of my boys, Drew, that we're going to try to bring into the show as a guest from time to time, talk about how their squads are doing, just talk about their thoughts of what's going on in college football or pro. It's going to be a good time here at this show, man. We don't take ourselves super serious, and that's all what this show is all about, is just kicking back, talking about the game that we love. Make sure to give this video a like if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to react to it no matter whatever platform you're on. Go follow us at Twitter, at TerribleFBShow. Um, if you're into video games, I have Lighthearted Gamers. If you're into anime, if you're into anime and manga, I got Anime and Plus. Go check out either of those podcasts available on every single platform in existence, basically. With that said, until next time, guys, have an absolutely phenomenal day. Cheers to everyone. Cheers to all your favorite teams. Hopefully everyone's teams are doing phenomenal in college or they're set to be great. Hopefully all your NFL, your favorite NFL team this week does incredible. Until next time, guys, we'll see you next week.